Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. Thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. What is up, punters and dribblers? This episode of All Talk is brought to you by Dr. V, Australia's first and best all-natural energy drink. That's right, Tom. If you want to detox and supercharge your physical and mental health, we'll do it with Dr. V, and they're 100% natural energy drinks. It's the way to go. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast. Back for another week, the final week, actually, of our long and illustrious and elite 2023 All Talk series on SEN. People are calling it the greatest season of all time. They are, and that's many, what people are saying. Many not people, many. well, many people, Eddie got in touch with us and said, "How the beat that out? Uh, did we not win an Accra?" People are shocked. People are dismayed. Yeah. People are picketing, uh, rioting, rioting, burning effigies. That's right. How Pe- did these two not win an Accra? That's what people are saying. Accra for Tom and Eddie. Accra for Tom and Eddie. You didn't even say your own name right. You called yourself Addie. Eddie, Addie. Look, it's been a long season. It has. But it's been a great season. It's been a great season. Shout out to SEN. But shout out to our final guest, yeah. the great, the powerful, the everyman, yeah. really, Jared Croker, Goulburn slash Canberra's favourite son. Yep. 300 games of rugby league football. Tom, would I would it be... Would I be correct in saying that he may be the man of the people? I think he's the man of the people. He's, uh, so, as I said, 300 games plus of rugby league football. Third, I think, on the all-time rugby league's point scorers list. Just one of the... uh, Likeable, lovable. Knockabout, loves his trots, loves his ponies. We talk a bit about that. Likes his paces, likes his trotters. Likes his paces, likes his trotters. Uh, Now officially retired... Can barely run a kilometre these days. Seems very content, very happy, very relaxed. Yeah. Very complete. Yeah, he's complete, or he's completing, mid-completion. Yeah. We might have brought him to completion. Let you be the judge. Yeah. We'll let you be the judge. Anyway, uh, one more time this year, uh, another at the final All Talk. Thanks again to everyone for listening. Enjoy Jared Croker. You're in Goulburn, are you? I'm in Goulburn, mate, yeah. We, um... We uh, had, a, had a few things on the weekend. We're in Sydney and we went to fly to Canberra and um, ended up not flying home. Got to lift back home because our kids are in Goulburn with their uh, grandparents, mate. And yeah, ended up stuck here and got to get a lift home this afternoon. Just oh, a shame. Two kids, mate, and no car. It's great. How, how old are they? Uh, three and one. Oh, mate, the same age yeah, as me. Boys. That's, yeah, yeah, oh, boys. <laughs> Fire. I got two girls. Yeah. Three and one's a. It's a full-on age, isn't it? There's no terrible twos. It's threes, mate. And the one-year-old's not um, walking or doing any get. He's just a bit lazy and doesn't want to do much, so he's a bit sooky. Terrific. Good um, to be back in Goulburn, mate. God's country, mate. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you Goulburn's favourite son? Um, don't know, mate. We'll have to um, – there's probably a few. Toddy Carney will probably have something to say. to say about that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, he got kicked out, they did kick him out for a while. Um, Mitchie Cornish, also another golden boy. Oh, yeah. um, Gavin Miller, I seen Gavin down the pub last week. Mm. Seen him for a while. So who, a few, uh, uh, few about. who do you know? And maybe this is uh, above your pay grade, but who like convenes to decide to kick someone out of the town? Is it like a big town meeting where they're like, mate, you get the f- out? Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. It's like, it reminds me of some of the Simpsons where they just shoveling home around a town. So I don't know whether. <laughs> 
don't know whose call it was. Um, I'm glad I was on the end of it, though. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I pictured. I pictured like a Simpsons town meeting, you know, when they got sold the monorail, yeah. that sort of situation. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. yeah. Everyone breaks out into song. Get rid of Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was good going to meet him out of Maroolan anyway. Yeah. Um, mate, how, uh, how are you enjoying retirement? I mean, it hasn't been that long. I guess it's probably still technically like your off-season anyway, but it, it obviously feels different, I imagine. Yeah, it's um, it just feels like an off season at the moment. I've um, you know, I've just been pretty much going to weddings and race days. It's been good. Um, it's just like any other off season. Yeah. I've got still got two, two or three more weddings coming up. So it's um, until until I sort of the boys go back to training, I probably won't really sink in. To be honest, at the moment, it's just it's just an off season. Do you think you're going to miss it? Like, what's what's the gut telling you? I don't think so. I've had enough. I, um, uh, I reckon like there'll be times throughout the season next year. Obviously, I'll probably miss it. Mm. Um, but until then, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying waking up and back not being buggered and sore knees and stiff shoulder. Yeah, um, yeah, probably. I don't think so, mate. I think I've made the right call and got it at the right time. So, uh, yeah, I don't think so, mate. Does that does that, does that feeling start creeping in? You know what I mean? Where you're like, ah, no, ignore that. Like, ah, oh, ignore that. Or is it sort of like one day you just sort of, you know, Ricky Stewart screaming at you at training, you're like, you know what, f*** this, I'm out. I've had a few of them. Yeah. Uh, nah, there's – it probably just gradually built up, to be honest. Um, like there was a couple of years where the last – I probably didn't play many games at all, definitely last year and then the year before, not many. Um, and then I got to the point this year where I thought I might as well give it one more crack, mm. and um, you know managed to work 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 my way back into the side, and um, got to the three hundred and got all that, and we were going really well. We're in the top eight most of the year, so um, sort of started to decline again, and the body started getting a bit knocked around. I was still not really playing every single game. I had a you know, rest of the rest there before the three hundred and. Um, couple of bye weeks and that, and it still wasn't like I, was, I wasn't getting any better. I'd only played about fifteen games, so I thought, well, this might be a, a sign. Um, and the fact that I'd got back to to do what I was able to do this year with the three hundredth and the young fella and that, mm. um, I was pretty pretty proud of that. And I thought it was a good time to, to pull up. Were you were you always? Um, and you may have answered this already, like when it was all happening, but you know, there was a bit of like, you know, hullabaloo around you being rested that game before your 300th. Did you give a shit or were you like, mate, it's the Tigers. I think I'll, <laughs> I'll have a rest and then I'll play my no, 300th was, at home. It was nothing to do with the Tigers. It was more the I was, I was happy lie. to have a rest. That's one of the great lies ever told. Uh, <laughs> I, I was happy. I was The way the week went and to be able to play it at home was – you know, they'd done such a good job of organising it and, um, you know, put on a big show and we had a big party and everything. The only bad thing was the result. We're going to hide. But um, apart from that, I was I was pretty happy with it, mate. And, and again, like I said, every now and then I probably needed a spell throughout the year. Like I wasn't completely uh, flying every week in, week out. So probably needed the break as well physically. But, um, yeah, I was pretty stoked to, to be able to play it at home, mate. 
Yeah, yeah. We we actually Tom and I were um <clears throat> were big believers that Canberra would lift for you in that three hundredth and that you'd score a try. It didn't happen. No. Um, look, I'm not I'm not coming ready to point any fingers, mate. Just to, just to say that it was disappointing across the board. Look, not not Jared's fault. I think I blame every other person on the team. Well, I'm blaming his teammates for not going to the big lift yeah, for they didn't That's get what I'd out. say. What did they, I think that was our problem? Yeah, we we just went like a bull at a gate, and that's how the Warriors played. I remember. Lesniak just coming from the back fence first kick off and there was just eight blokes trying to absolutely kill him and the boys are just probably too excited <laughs> um, and we didn't play our best footy but the intensity was there flat out and then we just sort of busted in the second half yeah. I think that was probably half the issue we got too excited too wound up all week and um, might have bought us undone it's Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast you are listening to All Talk on the SEN Airwaves and we are talking with Darling of the Goulburn and Canberra region, the one and only Jared Croker. Now, Jared, before the game, you were emotional, weren't you? Like getting out onto the field. Yeah. Was all, what's what's that like in terms of you know you see that a lot after the game or when you but when you're already going out there and you're like it, the emotions are getting the better of you. How do you calm that back down? It was pretty hard. Um, it was a bit of a blur to be honest. I, I just uh, like I sort of thought all week. Oh, I should be right. I should be right. But just um, being able to get back to, the, you know, like I said earlier, to be able to get back to where I did. And this was probably the first real year that my young fellow, he's three, he's old enough to understand it. And, mate, he just sings a Raiders song every day. Oh, really? does not stop. So he he just loves it. And he just wants to run out with me every week. And it was just the best thing ever. Yeah. And once I they opened the door, I was, I was all right. Opened the door and he was just standing there in a white head gear and I just lost it. I turned around and took a Jack White and just started crying. He's like, go away and make me cry. And then, um, it was hard, but it was, you know, I really enjoyed the whole moment. Um, once once we kicked off and got into a few sets and like I said, everyone was on the same level, adrenaline-wise. So it sort of just kicked into footy there. But um, so many good memories of that. Um, like I said, part of the result, um, the way they ran that and, you know, their, their memories of a young fella I'll have for, forever. And I've got so many of them this year and I feel sorry for the one-year-old because he's just sitting there like a blob doing nothing <laughs> yeah. the whole time. <laughs> doesn't get to do any of this. But, um, yeah, look, very special, mate. At least you can tell the one-year-old you actually won your 300th. He won't remember. Yeah, he won't know any difference. No, no, no. Was, I mean, you scored four tries, <laughs> one of the great players. Yeah, killed it. Till he no, looks it no up, he goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no video. For Did, what did the club get you? Anything nice? Anything swish? A barbecue even? like, like Barbecue. Yeah. Did you get a barbecue? No, I didn't get anything. Nothing? Nah, like, nah, nah, nothing, mate. They, I think they were pretty, uh, pretty just happy to sell the stadium out and go with they gave with that. But um, nah, mate, I didn't get anything. They gave me a Jack Owl photo frame after our last home game there, but um, no, nah, no barbecue. I'll have to hit Donny Ferner up and see if he's got one for me. Luke, I need Brooks, a new one. Luke Brooks said somewhere that he's got like ten barbecues. Really? I, now that could be me, like reading the headline and not the article, but like as in he's been given ten or no, he, or as he in has he was ten given, at home. As in he's given one because he was sort of like it was like, you know, everyone sort of thought the gift was a little bit random, but it was like, yeah, I like barbecuing, but I've got ten barbecues. Like the last yeah, I thing I needed, needed was another need. barbecue. Oh right, so he's a barbecuer of note. I don't know if he's of note. I'm not. I don't know his skill set. Even I'm just saying the guy. He's got shitloads of barbecues. It seems like it's a. He could have sent one up to Jared. Yeah, Paul Webber's needs a real cleaning. How was uh, how was Big Ricky in the week leading up? Like, I don't know Ricky personally, but I like to think that he gives some of the great rev up speeches of all time. Is that accurate? He was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty. Um, 
intense about it all. He, um, you know, he sort of the first thing he said, there's going to be a lot of media, there's going to be a lot of publicity, um, you know, everyone's going to be excited, it's going to be a big crowd, you know, if you can't handle it, don't play pretty much. He's um, <laughs> he's, he's all about, you know, if, if you're going to go well and play in big games and that, you've got to learn to handle them and that's, uh, he spoke about that really well and unfortunately we didn't do it, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was really good. He, he, was, he was quite emotional about it all. Um, we've obviously had a fair relationship for a while. So he, um, yeah, he he was pretty excited as well. He um, he seems like quite an intense character. Like he seems like quite a like straight up and down fella, but he seems quite intense. Yeah, he is. Um, but he's also very chilled out at the same time. It's hard to, um, you know, get hard to describe him when you don't see him day in day out. Um, for us, we see him through the week, and he's just chilled out. You know, more often than not, he's chip and chasing a training and letting the other coaches do their thing and you know he's very very chilled out and he does what he needs to in a video session and he lets the other coaches do what they need to um and then just chimes in and he, he builds up towards game day and some big games there some of his speeches and pre-game speeches mate i um even if i'm not playing i feel like putting a jersey on he's he's pretty good at it um and when you see him on the sideline that's exactly what he's like in the box and you know, around the whole game, he's very intense. I get worried about him sometimes. They're sitting in the box with him, but um, that's just how he is, mate. And that's why Canberra loves him. Is there? Would you say his coaching style is less hands-on, or is he like more like man motivatory than tactical? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's got he's got a good staff around him. Obviously, Mike McGuire there now is. Um, we've just t- seen him take up his 15th coaching job. I was about to he's say, got- <laughs> I forgot Madge was there. I'm like, where else? Where is he not coaching? He's got three gigs. Oh, there's no lack of intensity in the joint anyway. Um, <laughs> but he, he, mate, Madge's just he got three gigs and he can keep doing it. He just absolutely loves footy, mate. He's such a good bloke, but he just loves some footy. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's obviously very tactical. And, and Michael Crawley as well has been a long time. And um, Justin Giddo is another one. He coached our reserve grade side. Um, and does a really good job with the attack, and he's a, he's that sort of young bit of flair, bit of flamboyance with our mm. um, attack, and Stick lets them do all these things, and, and he just chimes in when he feels he needs to. Is he coord- Does it work in the sense that like Ricky's got like a an overall goal or like an ethos or like a way he wants the team to play, and then he just sends it off? Or like, can you ever? Does the message ever get sort of confusing or diluted if you've got like well, a bunch of different coaches? No, not really. Um, he's very good at, like you said, just getting the message across what how he wants the, the coach as the coach mm. and, and then they run with it their way. And, and if he feels like he needs to chime in throughout the week or in a video session or something, he'll just stand up and do it. So, And everyone listens when he does that. So he's, um, he's, he's pretty good at what he does. And having someone there like Madge who's um, very similar but probably um, – got a fair bit more detail and probably just loves footy more than anyone. He, um, yeah, they work really well together. And like I said, that balance with Gitz there as well, um, it's pretty good. Is he a Gitto of Gitto family fame, Gitto? He's Matt Gitto's brother, yeah. There you yeah. go. There what's you what's go. his name again? Justin Gitto. Justin Gitto. I was going to yeah, say, you legend. don't hear a whole lot of Gitto's getting around. No, and you know that Matt no, Gitto's pretty rare name. Stock, yeah. like yeah, or that area anyway. Yeah, yeah Queen, man. Ronnie, Ronnie Gitto's our old man. Played for the Raiders, so. Ah, yeah, okay. pretty good go. family. Yeah, yeah, proud, proud stock, Canberra stock. Love yes. that. This is all talk. 
on SEN. We're Hello Sport. And today we're talking to 300 gamer Jared Croker. Now, Jared, mate, how was the, how was the feeling with the way the, the season ended? Obviously, not ideal. I'm sure you wanted to go into glory, essentially. But can you sort of surmise how you, how you reckon the season went, your final season? Yeah, look, I, for me personally, I was looking back, like I said, I've already touched on all the stuff with the 300 and, and the way that, you know, I probably thought I wouldn't play first grade again at the start of this year. So mm. to get that out personally, I was pretty happy. But I thought as a club, you know, we, we copped a lot of criticism the whole year. But, you know, from whenever, whatever, around seven, eight it was, we weren't outside the eight until we got finished at the end of the season. Mm. So I think we got underestimated a lot. I think we were tough and we weren't ugly and we didn't win a game by more than 10 or 12 points and um, we probably should have won a lot of them by that, but we just we let them in, let, them, let teams back in, but we didn't uh, let them pass us. So, mate, I think we, um, you know, we can take a lot out of that because a lot of teams wouldn't have had us there and especially after I think we lost the first four or five games, um, a lot of teams wouldn't have cared. A lot, a lot of other people wouldn't have thought twice about us. So, we're in that hate that it, the eight their whole year, and um, like I said, we probably weren't pretty at, at very many stages, but we were tough as buggery, and I know what sort of team I'd rather play with. But obviously, we we're disappointed to to go out the way we did, um, you know. And even that game, we Newcastle and Newcastle, they were absolutely airborne, and we took them to Golden Point and went out swinging. So I'm sure if you know our loyal fans are pretty proud of that, and um, like I said, it was a tough way to finish. Especially with you know a couple of boys leaving, with Jack Owen, Matty Frawley, and guys like that as well. Um, it was it was a disappointing end, but I think overall we can be pretty proud of our season. And you know teams want to win comps and clubs want to win comps, but you look at teams that haven't played in the finals for so long, and like we've played in four of the last five, mm. and we missed out on the one we missed out. We were in the bubble. I think we needed to be the Roosters in the last game to make the eight, so we you know we beat Dick off it. Yeah. Um, so you know overall. Like I said, everyone wants to win comps and that'd be nice. But um, I thought it was a pretty strong effort. You guys, uh, you sort of touched on it before, but like, I don't know if you guys won a single game by 13 plus, like all year. Like they were all tight as f. Right, it was Not one to one. twelve, one Not to twelve, one. one to twelve, and then you know. Hunter's gold if you're a one to twelve backer. <laughs> well, I know, which I'm. I'm more a thirteen plus man myself. <laughs> I'd rather um, be winning thirteen plus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you put that down to, though? Like it was, it was sort of uncanny every single game. Like, and even when you lost, you didn't. Most of them, you weren't really. You didn't get pumped. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. A lot of them too. We will probably look like we we're going to win by twenty or thirty, mm. and then we'd get up by. 10, 12, 18, 16 or something and then look like we're about to go on a run and then we'd cough up or do something, something that some, everyone would probably look and go, what's he f- doing? We had a lot of them, myself included, <laughs> and um, and just give them a sniff and they'd get back in and then then at the back end of the game, the 10, 15 minutes, we're going, f- we just got to hang on here, boys. <laughs> hang on here. And, and we did it a lot, which, you know, which is builds good camaraderie and, and um and mate chip and that. So it's you, know, you look at it a few ways. I like to look at the positives, but we um, we made it tough and that was a lot of the time. <laughs> well, you'd probably prefer that because, correct me if I'm wrong, a few seasons ago, wasn't there a situation where you just kept losing tight games like yeah. constantly? We did, yeah. We had a couple of years a while back where it was like that and 
there's a team this year. I can't remember. I think it was even Parramatta early in the year. I think they'd lost like four or five games by um, like two to four points or something mm. stupid. And they they just missed the eight as well. So you can look at it two ways, and you can scrape in and just keep chipping away, or play well and get beaten. So I know what I'd rather do. Uh, Were they fun video sessions when you just kept losing tight games? Oh, mate, there's not many fun ones to be honest. I don't enjoy many of them, but um, yeah, I, I remember some of the ways we lost them too. Like we'd have the ball with a minute to go. I remember a game at Penrith. Uh, we played Penrith at Bathurst. Sorry, I think we were up by 14 with like four to go or something <laughs> stupid, and they scored three tries in four minutes and they looked at each other and how the f- did we lose that? And there was a couple of them over the years. We just, I'm sure everyone goes through those moments where you just like, what just happened then? And we've probably won a few of them two in our time, but um, certainly been on the wrong end of them. Jack Whiten's obviously uh, left the club as of this year, gone to the Bunnies. Was that a massive distraction this year, or, or is is that something that is sort of overhyped in the media because the media will have you believe that it completely and utterly derailed your season? Is there any truth yeah. in that? Or... It was weird because we won six in a row after it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was real, real media beat up. Um, yeah, yeah. Like... And I to Jack as one of my closest mates, and we've obviously been mates for a long time and played a lot of footy and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, mate, we he sort of kept a few of us older boys in the loop and let us know where he was feeling and that. And um, I still say this, I've said this publicly already, but I, my message to Jacko was, mate, we're going to be mates for 30, 40 years, mate. I'd you know, regardless of what jersey you're wearing next year. So, um, look, that, that got beat up. Massively in the media, like I said, we come out and we're winning. We're already in the middle of winning games, mm. and we come out and won a few more. And like I said, we weren't out of the eight for the rest of the year, so it was like a thing where they try to make a big deal out of it. Where it wasn't and every time he if he if he done something wrong or kicked the ball out or something, they just use that as an excuse, I suppose. But yeah. um, look, it wasn't a distraction for the boys, and um, he's such a love bloke around the club, Jack Owen. He's going to be missed, no doubt. But we're all happy that he's happy. I sometimes find like it almost a little patronizing to like the professionalism of a rugby league player where it's like, especially given the way that the like that it is now with professional sports where there are people changing clubs and coaches going here and doing it like that a contract negotiation of a player has the potential to derail a season. It's like You've been yeah, playing like footy your whole life and <laughs> yeah. everyone has these moments. And it happens constantly. happens constantly every single day. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, nah, mate, this thing's derailing the season. I'm like, what the <laughs> f- are you talking about? Yeah, like, like footy. you can't – not every player stays at every club every year. They just make it like it's what's going to happen. Yeah. And it just can't happen like that. And um, do, you, do, you, do you find like the fans even I don't think give that much of a f-? Like obviously you don't want to lose a good player, right? Like you can be disappointed. And I'm yeah. sure some people might be more gutted than others, but generally the sentiment, I imagine, like most people get the way this thing goes, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I believe the fans know that. Like like you said, you've got to be pretty naive or gullible to think that that's just how it is and they're not allowed to leave. And you now it's what, you know, they uh, the clubs are the players or the players are the clubs and vice versa. It just doesn't happen like that. It's... It's still a business, mm. um, and I'm. It's easy for me to say because I, I was lucky. I didn't move for fifteen years. Mm. It was good, but um, people just have to move on, and it's the way it is. Um, I know, like you said, most fans are pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty straight up and down. They know about it. 
they're not stupid. Um, like you said, they'd be disappointed, and I think every Canberra fan would be disappointed to see Jack Ayer, but, um, you know, that's just how it is. Was there any uh, points in your career where you were tempted to to leave the green machine, mate? No. I, actually, I was very and so lucky. I was never even off contract. This is the first year I was off contract, wow. and they never gave me a new one. So it was, uh, <laughs> made the decision easy. But they, yeah, made, yeah, well, it was pretty mutual. Um, but every time I sort of had one year left on my deal, I'd go to the manager and he'd go and ask him, and they go, "Yeah, no worries." A couple of years, and it was just it was always so smooth and easy to run. And um, being a local junior and the captain for most, you know, a lot of the time. Um, just probably made that easier for for all of us and get along so well with Donny Ferner and like I said, it's get along real real well with Stick as well. So it was pretty uh pretty easy for me and I spent a few weekends in Sydney and last couple of weekends and it's a beautiful spot, but I don't think you'll find me living there. Really? <laughs> it is funny because there's off because that's I guess sometimes the way that Canberra's portrayed is like it's sometimes tough to get uh players to, to move to Canberra. Obviously in winter it's not exactly f- warm but like yeah, um golden that is 14 degrees is it 40 well listen we're in hoodies here in sydney yeah, as well it's about it's 16 bit, 17 yeah, it's chilly here right. as yeah. well. although if it's 16 Fresh. degrees in canberra you're probably rolling out a beach towel and <laughs> yeah like in the sun's going on More yeah. than but you're right yeah it's hard to get players there sometimes but myself and, and jacko and that phrase from orange we're just country kids mm. and we we appreciate the Fresh, a bit of space and, yep. you know, we whinge about 20 minutes traffic to train and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's just a big country down, Canberra, and uh, you're right, it is hard. That's just another thing that's, I mean, it's human nature. So if you grew up in Sydney your whole life, you probably don't want to move to Canberra. Like we grew up in the country, we'd, we're happy to live in Canberra. So um, it was quite easy for me as well. Also, getting all those palms over was a stroke of genius. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting them out of freezing England and getting them over was uh getting them over tasty Canberra. Yeah, exactly. It was good. They loved it, and it's probably a, a avenue for them where it's not that busy. You don't get scrutinised that much in Canberra. Um, and we've had some some of the great pommies, you know, Josh Hodgson and Georgie Williams, and obviously Elliot Whitehead there, and Ryan Sutton. Like you don't get scrutinised in Canberra like you would in Sydney or whatever. And plus, the weather's just as cold. The bees, the pubs are the same. Yeah, that's um, a big attraction, especially for Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, the grand final, 2020. 20, 2019? 2020. 19. yeah. Um, how is that sort of something that you've just like parked in the like deep res- recesses of your brain, and you just you never think about it, and you've never yeah. watched a replay? Only you... open if on a therapist's couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, do, or have you drinking whiskey? Yeah. Or have you had time to to digest it? Nah, I nah. definitely. I'm a. I haven't watched it. Nah, I've um. Yeah, put that on the back burner for a while. I was sort of hoping I'd just. I've still got my jersey and shorts and headgear and shit all shoved downstairs. Hoping I'd just win one one day and I could give that to someone else, but now I've got to keep it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. It was obviously the, the circumstances that we got beaten in as well. Um, but look, that's footy. That's the way it is. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. Um, it'll probably take a bit, but um, yeah, I'll certainly therapy, put that behind man. me. Exposure uh, therapy. That's the way you, yeah, you, know, well, you got to watch it maybe like 10 times. 
Yeah. Don't think I can. What whiskey do you drink? We'll send you a bottle and just let you... F- oh, it won't matter when I'm watching that. <laughs> yeah, just send it down. I've got two decanters down to me, man, me man Cave. Oh, there you They're go. full of... The, I don't even know what they are. The missus thinks I'm trying to be Harvey Specter or something with a decanter <laughs> and drinking whiskey. And, mate, you could put Jim Beam in I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Oh, there you go. We sent you down a bottle with like yeah. a little DVD saying good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I'll get through first. <laughs> you are listening to All Talk, coming to you on SEN, and we are speaking with Rugby League 300 gamer Jared Croker, Canberra Raiders' favourite son, Jared Croker. Now, Jared, despite the result, though, it was a pretty cool period, I think. Like, Canberra, like the Raiders was everyone's second favourite team. It felt like that year... And the the sort of well, I guess you could probably speak to it a little bit more than me, who didn't play in the game and has never played a game regularly myself. But <laughs> uh, what was it like? What was it, what was the vibe like in Canberra? Yeah, humming. It was dead set humming, mate. Um, I just remember the back end of the year, and then it just all happened so quickly. But we got we finished. We rested a heap of players in the last game against the Warriors. And got beaten. And everyone goes, well, you're stuffed up there. He's going to go play fucking Melbourne in Melbourne. And we come out and beat Melbourne on the bell yeah. in Melbourne. Was that Johnny Bateman scoring? The, yeah, Johnny and, and BJ's flick pass, I think. Yeah. And Johnny, yeah. And um, all of a sudden, we started believing that, shit, this is really We've got two weeks off and we've got Manly or South, I think it was. And um, coming home, like they, they're coming to play us at home and it's just going to be a massive build-up. And... Um, I still remember that um, prelim at Canberra was just off its head, mate. Canberra was just absolutely pumping. Like, everything was green. Um, mate, the, the bloke with the green sausages was out again. Yeah, love that. Everywhere, mate. Yeah, yeah. Love that. One of the great rugby just, league dribblers, that green sausage guy. It's um, everywhere, mate. And he's, um, it's just one of the special moments. And then since we won that, it was a Friday night. It was obviously a long week and – Mate, we just did. I just remember saying, fucking enjoy everything. Like, it's taken me 11 years to ever get close to this. Um, so make sure we enjoy it all. And, and we did. We had a really good week and we'd done just about everything we could to win it, <laughs> to win it as well. And I just remember running out though, and it was just green, just absolutely green everywhere. There was, the, you know, the Viking horn and all the green. Mate, there was, a, I remember seeing a thing on um, social media and had a map of Australia and it said, um, the green was supporting the Raiders and the red was supporting the Roosters. There's a little dot right near the eastern suburbs is red mm. and the rest of the country is green. It was just, that's how it fell for us, which is, we, we needed it too because they were obviously a pretty good side. And um, obviously the game went how it did and probably, um, there's probably moments in that game that I don't remember because I haven't watched again. Um, but I just remember it being such a tight game and obviously there's a few dramas and, Things that went on, yeah. The game, I think but, there was uh, some happened like the 71st yeah, minute, or something, something happened. I don't, I don't know, know what it was, yeah. I remember something, something like, that. like that. Who was reffing? I don't know, something happened, though. something happened. Yeah, I remember someone f- up. Up. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it seemed to this not, yeah. worth, yeah. not, not seen, worth dwelling on. I've seen horses named after it <laughs> six again, and I've seen <laughs> cars with number plates, roosters, number plates saying six again. Yeah. I was kind of. Yeah, that'd just be, yeah. that'd just be that wouldn't be I don't think that's got to do with anything no yeah, that might just be a coincidence nah. more than anything I'm not yeah, sure it'd be like a dice reference yeah what do you do after anyway, that it was a big like wake up yeah I was going to say like after it, it right like it's a close loss obviously there's disappointment there how 
How do you go from losing the grand final? Like, how quickly? Obviously, like, I mean, obviously, it's clearly still affecting you now, but like, in the ripping and tearing that ensues after a, a season is over, how quickly do you guys just go, F- let's go and party and have a good time and, like, you know, stop crying into your beers? Pretty, for me, in our group, we're all very, pretty, very similar, but we're pretty quick, to be honest. Like, obviously, on the field, sucks and all the same there with the trophy. And, mate, I remember being all right with the boys, you sort of cry a bit. And then remember just seeing my dad and giving dad a hug and went, I'm going in, just bawled my eyes out. And then, um, yeah, you get in the sheds and all the family gets in and it's it becomes a bit of a, you know, you, you, you're dirty. Um, but it becomes a bit of a celebration pretty quick. And you're like, well, we've, you know, we've got a massive year, you know, we'll f- and every team that's a runner up, we're going to be back next year. You know, we'll be back bigger and better. So it becomes a bit of a celebration. And, and before you know it, you get named on Thursday. So it's a, <laughs> it's a good couple of days. Um, we actually stayed in Sydney that night and got the bus bus home on Monday morning. Stopped at Goulburn for a couple of hours. I, I pulled, pulled into a few pubs that me mate owns at home and um, spent majority of the day there and then got back to Canberra and then, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, it <laughs> so would be fun. Becomes a celebration really quickly. I would like to go on a, a rugby league rip and tear after a grand final. I've just imagined pulling into Goulburn for a couple. Pulling and, into the hometown. Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah, that sounds nice. Like we were there for a long time. I remember Michael Oldfield, we just walk around, walking back and forth with trays of vodka Red Bulls. I don't even know who they were for because he wasn't walking towards anyone, just walking around the pub with trays of vodka Red Bulls. There's a, look, we want to talk a bit about some, uh, some racing Queensland trot stuff, but I just... Before we got to that, I was interested to know what your plans are post-career. Have you got anything? Like, is there things that you're working on as you approach retirement? Yeah, there's there's stuff at the club. I'll still be involved in some way, shape or form with the club. It'll be goal kicking to a degree and a bit of stuff with the edges and, and young outside backs. Um, I've just got to work out what really that is and how much it is, how capacity maybe days a week or whatever and, um, still gives me a chance to spend some time with the family and, and chill out a bit and then and do a bit of stuff with the harness racing and and or even just gallops and racing New South Wales sort of stuff. So I'm happy to sort of – I'm sort of open to ideas if you know anyone. Um, we'll, we'll keep an ear out. But yeah, just, just that sort of stuff. I've already been down in England, helped out with a bit of filming and stuff. And, okay. Um, we've got the, country, the Carnival of Cups coming up. The country cups out of Cow and there's Tamworth and Goulburn and Aubrey and that. So we're trying to get involved to help out there as well, um, and just sort of floating those ideas around and knocking a few goals over as well. Yeah, you're a big trots man, aren't you? Do you own a couple? Yeah, thirteen, I think. Oh shit, yeah, not a couple. Like yeah. Thirteen. Is got that few, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got a few. We were actually talking uh, to someone about who'd mentioned the other day that you were a big trots man. When did that start? Um, my best mate in Goulburn trains and drives him. Um, you know, he's we play a little bit of footy together as kids, and he's always done it. His family always does it. Um, and we just got one. I think it was in about 2013. And he's, you know, we got we've got a few few of us are just best mates, and um, we bought one together. And it come over here and won six in a row at Canberra. I beat up on no ones, and I thought it was best thing ever. I thought I was John Singleton, <laughs> and we. Uh, we just from then we just kept buying them, mate. And since then, I've got my dad involved, uh, my father-in-law, you know, my mates with involved their father-in-laws. 
Um, you know, we've got a Sydney at Semi Williams is in it as well. There's there's ten of us in that. Yeah. Probably has five horses going. Um, and then just other mates along the way that picked in. A few of the Woody boys and Sticky and all that are bought in, and they don't seem to have any luck. I've got Tommy Berry involved in one. <laughs> it's yeah. it's broke down. So. <laughs> Every time I get Elliot White and he's the biggest whinger in the world. Every time I get involved at all, something goes wrong with it. So he's bad. He's all he does is whinge about it. Okay. Um, well, listen, but it just sort of rolled on. If you're looking for any a couple of you know, a couple of young podcasters. A couple of gorgeous uh, young podcasters. A couple of handsome right? young podcasters yeah, yeah. in the prime of their life, you know, maybe a little out of shape, but you know, good look we look all right with hoodies on. Good spirits. Good spirits. Yeah, soon, yeah. I haven't done anything. In six weeks. Oh, six weeks, twice, six years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we'd be open to a little spot in a syndicate on yeah, some yeah, trots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, maybe, we'll well, maybe we'll take this off air. <laughs> what are you – Um, what, what's the the sort of the silverware you've got to show for yourself, if any? We've got a couple of group ones okay. in the trots. Um, one called Send It. He, he won on Send the weekend. It. Send It, yeah. Nick like that. Him, actually. Um, he won our first group one for us probably two years ago. Um, and then we've got one called Captain's Knock. Yeah, he, uh, he won the Group One last year at Menangle. He's actually in the semi-final for the same race for the three-year-olds this year, uh, this weekend. Sorry, so he'll be hopefully in the Group One the following Sunday. Um, he actually ran fifth or sixth in the Victoria Derby last weekend. So he's um, he's probably our best one. And we've got a um, a trotter call because there's a difference between paces and trotters actually. So what's the actually difference? Actually, paces. Well, trotters are rare. There's only probably one trotting race per meeting. They're actually all paces. Can you paces explain? Where all the harness, paces where the harness stuff and that. Trotters are just open trotting. As you know what? How many people knew that? No, I'm tr- I'm trying to work. So so hang on. A pacer, you know, a pacer has a driver and a trotter doesn't. No, they all have drivers. Right. But the gear that the horse wears, you have a. It's hard to. So explain. if they've so if they've got their legs tied. Yeah. Are they trotting? They're pacing. They're pacing. pacing. Yeah, if they, and the trotters don't really have them on. But they're just trotting. And they trot. You can notice a difference eventually. Okay, so pacers, legs tied. Next time. Yeah. Trotters, trotters, no legs tied. Free-legged. Yeah. Free-legged. I would assume that's considered more salubrious in the hardest racing. They like gallop a lot more though. Yeah, okay. But so yeah. are you are you yeah. allowed to gallop if you're a trotter or is it nah. like, you're, not, you're not allowed to, yeah. It's so torture, it's yeah. Well, it's like who's that famous walker who got disqualified at the city? Uh, Jane Savile? Jane Savile. Yeah, that's She's what it's like when I gallop. for the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I've actually got one of them as well. That'll, she'll be up in the in Dominion for uh, in Brisbane. Yes, right. ID yeah. twenty three grand final yes. of the harness racing is that sort of is that how you term it? Yeah, definitely. Um, they have it somewhere different every year, and this year it's up at Albion Park. So I should um, mention the dates much- here actually, just quickly because we've got Friday September first uh, September, which is obviously past fifth of December, ninth of December. Yeah. Um, and then the final is the sixteenth of December. 16th. Yes. Yeah. So they, essentially they race, um, I don't know the numbers and that, but they all race every one of those for the first week. And then you build up a point system to get through to the final over those couple of races. Yep. And then the finals obviously that weekend. So, so um, is that does that work in the sense that uh, horses get knocked out on those races or that, or you all race all of those yeah, races? Yeah, I think so. If, it, if there's like three or four heats, they obviously can't go through to the final. Um, but if you win or run second or whatever the points is, 
you so if you win one, you definitely you obviously go straight through. Yeah, okay. Um, but you've got a race anyway in yeah. the in the, all the races. And who have you um, got in there? What's the name of yours? I've got Majestic Trio. Majestic she's in the Trio. trotters. Okay, so she's not in their paces. Um, but I've got Sendit's actually nominated for the paces, but he's a fair way down in rankings. But he's won his two races last two weekends and. I've been at the wedding in the Everest and been too pissed to realise they were on. So <laughs> <laughs> he's won these last two, so he might be creeping up. This is all talk. We're Hello Sport. And today we're talking with rugby league royalty, Canberra and Goulburn's favourite export, Jared Croker. Now, Jared, is the Dominion the last event of the year? Is like is that called, is that the, basically the grand final, the Dominion? Um, it's just I, I think it changes. I don't think it's always in December. Yep. Um, it's just the one big race of the year, like the beginning of the minion, you've got your Miracle Mile, um, it's run at Menangle at the start of the year and, yep. and other big, but it, in the minions, probably the pinnacle, I think, um, just because you've got to race so often in a short amount of time. Yeah. They race like three or four times in two weeks. And is this That's for pa- tough as well. Is it for paces and trotters in the same race or they split them? Nah, split up. So okay. paces are on their own and trotters are on their own. Paces so and trotters wouldn't race against each other, I wouldn't have thought. I don't are, think so. Are you, yeah. it, it, in, if you're t- if you're looking for like a steam, are you, are you, do you prefer to have a trotter because you you've got to show a level of control? The horse does. Not to uh, gallop. It's frustrating. This is the first one we've had, and every time I back her, she gallops, and every time she won the like eight of her first ten, and the two times I she didn't win, I backed her and she galloped. Shit! So, so she's good. Was it majestic trio? Majestic trio. Write she won the group down, one. Dave. She won the derby in Queensland throughout the year. Uh, the Oaks, sorry, I think it was, whatever it was for the, the Trotters. And um, so she's an automatic entry after winning that throughout the year. So she's number two in the rankings at the moment, I think, for the, for the Inner Dominion. When you're, um, when you're picking up a horse like Majestic Trio, who I will be punting on at some stage in the not-too-distant future, are you, like, how much of a pedigree did Majestic Trio have or, like, and how much of it is you sort of just, like, being lucky, I guess, or like, no, nah, it, it was more Huey, Brad Huey trains it and drives it. He just, we buy a lot of ours from New Zealand. Um, we've only bred, well, they've only got one that we've bred ourselves. He's obviously bred a few, but um, we buy a lot of ours from New Zealand. Um, and we bought her from over there, and she just happened to come over and be really good. It's, it's actually his first ever trotter as well that he's trained. So he normally sticks to the paces, but <clears throat> because there's, there's only one trotting race normally, say say at Menangle on a Tuesday or a Saturday. There's only one or two trotting races. They all race for the same amount of money, and if you get a good one, you can make some pretty good money pretty easily. So yeah. that's that's what we were hoping for. Yeah, and she's come over and done that. So we've been pretty lucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've had some bad ones. Too, don't worry. Yeah, see, I, it sounds like he doesn't need to look at a post career career because. Majestic trios bringing that, home the bacon. That's exactly Captain's what it sounds Captain's like. the one, mate. Do you, uh, one. Do, you have a, do you have a... Captain's Knox good, is it? He's, yeah, he's good. Okay. He's okay. a good little, little fella. He'll be racing the next couple of weeks. Captain's Knox, Majestic yeah. Trio. So I just want to, again, reiterate to the punter and dribbler listening, the Inter-Dominion. Uh, so the, the next race is on Tuesday, December 5th, then the Saturday, December 9th. The final is Saturday, the 16th of December. Um, and it's sort of like a carnival vibe, DJs, bands, food. Um, 
it's sort of got it all if you if you want to get along and watch the trots. All the paces I'm learning now. Yeah. <laughs> if you like your trots or your paces or you like a good time, Tom, yeah. what I'm hearing, if I'm if I'm hearing correctly, and I like to think that I am, yeah. the inter-dominions where you want to be. That's where you want to be. And you want to be on Majestic Trio, Send It, or... Captain's Knock. Captain's Knock. And I've I've also got it on good authority, the great and the powerful Jared Craig will be there ripping in. He'll be ripping. I'll be there. And I'll be there. I'll oh. be there. It's a, it is, it's a good spot. It's just a good spot to go to. And uh, you mentioned all that, but it's it's a good good spot for the kids. You can take the family in that as well. Um, mm. they they got all the kids stuff there, and it's like I mentioned before, it's just easy to get to, easy accessible, and it's in Brisbane, and it's Christmas time. So what could not be to love? Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect time. It's well, it's silly season. Are you <laughs> are you like approaching just sort of general life with much more of a f***ing attitude where you're like, I yeah, I'll do, I will eat this, or I will not train, or I will, you know? Yeah, I haven't done it. I went for a run with me, Mrs. Last week. She pushed the pram with the young fella in, and I got, we got 1.5k. And I said, "I got to stop." She's a good runner. <laughs> Mate, I was like, "Pull up! I'm going to die." Oh, so you've <laughs> you've then, really let yourself go. But, but in my defence, <laughs> I was never that good at running. I never <laughs> ate really well, and I always drank. But I just had training around it, <laughs> yeah, keeping yeah. healthy. So now I don't. Uh, now I've got to train. So um, oh, I'm definitely definitely looking forward to indulging. But I'll need to start doing something pretty soon too. Keep yourself physical and active. Yeah. Well, good, good on you, Something. mate. Mate, thank you very much for uh, for having a chat with us. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, good luck with obviously everything post career. I uh, I uh, I imagine that we're going to see you. Maybe we'll have a trot and we'll do battle. Uh, you know, one of these days at Menangle, we'll see. But Done. um, Done. mate, yeah, just great to chat. All the best with everything, and uh, hopefully we catch up again soon. Go easy. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, thank you, it. mate. Cheers. Thanks, Bye. boys.